This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 863, How to Break Hearts and Risk Losing Everything, part two by Mark Manson of markmanson.net, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday, welcome to the old podcast, the OLD podcast, that's Optimal Living Daily, where I simply read to you. Optimal Living Daily is actually a network of five shows where we read a ton of amazing blogs so you can give your eyes a break and listen on the go. Today's post is a continuation from yesterday, so I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. How to Break Hearts and Risk Losing Everything, Part 2, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Risk-taking and emotional roadblocks. I've written at length before about how unreliable our own minds often are. We have so many perceptual biases and mental inefficiencies going on, it's a wonder we can handle heavy machinery. And because of these perceptual inaccuracies, I've written about how we must be careful in judging others and not accept beliefs without some degree of skepticism. But our emotions are just as unreliable as our brains. Our heart is just as capable of misleading us as our head. Just because something feels bad does not mean that it is bad. Just because something feels scary does not mean that it is scary. Just because someone feels like a self-absorbed canoe does not mean that they are a self-absorbed canoe. Too often, we allow ourselves to be dictated by our emotions. We become fused with them. We are them. It's so ingrained in us, it's part of our language. We say, I am scared, instead of I feel scared. We say, you are mean, instead of, it feels like you are being mean. We identify both ourselves and each other with our emotions, with no separation between us, and we therefore unconsciously come to see our emotions as both our identity and our destiny. On the mission of make your life suck less, this is a DEFCON 1 level problem. Buying wholesale into our own emotions without skepticism, without cross-examination, provokes an insidious narcissism within us. The person who is forever obsessed with their own feelings and satisfaction is a person who is unable to look outside themselves, a person who is unable to take on the perspectives and feelings of others as their own a person who is unable to hold values beyond their own credit and gain. Our culture reinforces this subtle form of selfishness, this constant identification with feelings and wanting to feel better, but feeling better is not necessarily being better. This fallacy is present in our advertisements, in our political speeches, in our films and literature, in our self-help industry. If you feel bad, then it is bad. If you feel good, then it is good. Go with your intuition. Listen to your gut, follow your heart, live for today. These cliches pollute our mind space and limit us to the simple and small projects of our overall being. They reduce us to merely what we feel, ignoring all that we are. You may feel anger at your mother, but that anger does not define your relationship with her. You may feel anxious about making a change in your life, but that anxiety does not define your life. You may feel guilty about asserting your boundaries, but that guilt does not define who you are or who you choose to become. You are not your emotions. You are something greater than your emotions. We must learn to unfuse ourselves from our emotions. We must learn the ability to stand independent of what we feel. The day I learned to get up and go talk to that person across the room I wanted to talk to was the day that I learned to stop saying I can't talk to anybody and instead said, It feels as though I can't talk to anybody. This simple decision to identify my emotion as separate from reality allowed me to then reject that emotion, to say, 
I feel as if no one wants to talk to me, but that feeling may very well be wrong. Let's find out. Emotions are important, don't get me wrong. You feel bad about dropping out of med school and breaking your parents' hearts for a reason. It sucks. But when choosing what to do with your life, emotions can't be your only reasons. Feel your emotions, but do not allow yourself to be defined by your emotions. Acknowledge the feeling and then act based on something more than the feeling. Emotions are useful, but they are biological suggestions, not commandments. When I was in grade school, I had a teacher named Mrs. Weeks. Whenever you asked Mrs. Weeks if you could go to the bathroom, she would give you this funny look and say, I don't know, can you? In a really patronizing way, as if you had suddenly lost your ability to walk or woken up that day without any hands. It was annoying, but there was an important lesson in her quirk that stuck with me. It was this. There is a difference between what we are capable of doing and what we allow ourselves to do. We often don't recognize that difference. My parents never allowed themselves to f*** with the VCR because they were too afraid they'd break something expensive or embarrass themselves. Meanwhile, they never realized that they were perfectly capable of using the dumb thing the whole time. For many years, I never allowed myself to freely speak to others because I felt as if I wasn't good enough for them, a feeling I also allowed to define my reality and who I was. Tomorrow, somewhere in the world, somebody will drop out of med school because they hate it, greatly disappointing their parents. Somebody else will tell her deadbeat kids to finally get off the couch and move out. Somebody else will risk it and ask out their sexy tutor. All these people will know of the impending disappointment and judgment when they do it. Their bodies will freeze. Their minds will scream. Their hands will tremble. They will feel like their life is ending that day and they will stand and watch as the sky shatters above them and falls. But they will also know somewhere within themselves, whether consciously or unconsciously, that just because they feel it, does not make it so. That our emotions and our agonies, like everything else in this world, will also pass and dissipate. That despite risking everything, they are risking nothing. And because they know this, they will go through with it. They will break hearts. They will hear the screams. They will shatter the sky and stand gaping under the silent moon. They will be a better person. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Break Hearts and Risk Losing Everything by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And Mark is the author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving AF, highly reviewed. You can find that on his site, in bookstores, airports, Amazon, wherever. And speaking of books, I give away books to random people on my mailing list on the first of every month, which will be here really soon. So if you wanna be part of that, come join the newsletter at oldpodcast.com. That'll do it for today and this weekend. I'll be back for Minimalist Monday tomorrow. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.